Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. It's that time of the week again. It's Finance Friday. Uh, And before I go any further, uh, I want to make clear that this isn't investment advice. I am not qualified to give investment advice and neither does my insurance cover that. So I'm just sharing information with you more around the tax benefits of SaaS. So let's have a look at this scenario. And hi, I think it's Zio Meng Zeng. Nice of you to join us. Uh, let's look at a scenario and say we've, we have a person and let's call them Julie. And she's a high rate taxpayer. Uh, and she wants to take an extra £40,000 out of her limited company. Now to do that, she wants to take a dividend. Uh, and in order to take a, a £40,000 dividend from her company, she actually needs to take out £59,259 because obviously she'll have to pay income tax uh, to get a net figure of £40,000. On top of that, in order to actually take out 59000 from her company and a few more pounds, the company needs to make pre-tax profits of just over £73,000. £73,000. 159 to be precise. Hi, Helena. Thank you for joining us. So the company has to make £73,159 in pre-tax profits. She takes out 40 or ends up with £40,000 net in her pocket. That means she and her company together have paid £33,159 in tax for her to have an additional £40,000 in her bank account or her back pocket, which is a lot of money to pay. And just to put that into perspective, the average UK salary is £30,240. So she'd be paying more tax than the average uh, person earns in the UK. So that's a lot of money. Now, when we're talking about SaaS, in terms of tax, what the kind of key benefits or things you need to consider or be aware of is, number one, uh, SaaS is an effective way for you to extract profit from your company or your business and to put it into your SaaS. Uh, it also, when you move money f- from your company into a SaaS, you get tax relief uh, and you can uh, pay up to £40,000 every single year. You've got the carry forward and uh, some other uh, amounts you can transfer, but I'm not going to go into that. Uh, so if you don't, uh, if you save the tax, which I've just shared with you, which is £33,159, plus the tax relief that you get on the £40,000 when you transfer money into your SAS, uh, that gives you uh, a very sizable saving of £47,600. So that's very significant. And hi, William, Christopher Campbell, and thank you for joining us. So the key benefits really are it helps you to reduce your tax uh, year on year as long as you're making payments. It helps you with your estate planning. It helps you with your retirement planning so you've got income in the future and gives you uh, or protects your assets because obviously if you buy, let's say, a property in a SAS, uh, then it's in a separate entity, uh, which is uh, a trust. 
So you're kind of ring fencing that uh, away from your existing trading business, which is uh, a good thing. Uh, hi, Helena. So let's now look at a scenario where let's say you've got, uh, you're paying 37 and a half thousand pounds, so 37,500 pounds per year in rent. Uh, sorry, not paying, you're earning that. So uh, you've got a commercial property and you're charging 37,500 pounds rent to a tenant. When that money comes in, after you, you've paid for all your expenses, you'll have to pay income tax uh, on the profits. You'll then have to pay capital gains tax when you sell that property. It's going to form part of your estate for inheritance tax purposes. Uh, and if you're renting that uh, property to your company, let's say, to your trading business, then your trading business will get tax relief on the rent that it pays you personally. Let's take that a step further. Uh, and let's say Helena, who's on the call here, uh, say she bought a commercial property, say 10 years ago for 225,000 pounds. Today, uh, it's worth, let's say, £375,000. She doesn't have a mortgage on it. There's no option to tax. Uh, so that there's no VAT issues whatsoever at the moment. And Helena goes to see uh, her IFA and at the same time uh, speaks to her tax advisor and says what she's looking to do is reduce her income tax reduce her capital gains tax at some point in the future, reduce her inheritance tax exposure. She wants to create future assets for her retirement. She wants to be in a place where she can grow her pot quicker by being more tax efficient. So the tax that she saves, she can reinvest that uh, into future capital appreciating assets. And she wants to make sure any assets that she buys, some of them are ring fenced in a SAS or a separate entity uh, so that they are protected and that will give her peace of mind and security. So at the moment, looking at our initial scenario, Helena is renting her commercial property, which she bought for £225,000 to her trading business. And the trading business pays her rent. What she could do is she could sell her uh, property to her trading business for £375,000 because that's the market value she'll have to pay capital gains tax uh, on the capital appreciation from 375,000 less than 225,000, which is how much she bought it for. There won't be any uh, VAT implication because there's no option to tax. There'll be stamp duty land tax payable because uh, there's a disposal. So now the company owns the asset, which is worth 375,000 pounds. The company can't pay her for the asset uh, so therefore there's a director's loan. So there's money owed to Helena, uh, which is obviously £375,000. And Helena is saying, I'm just actually doing and talking about it uh, to uh, somebody uh, on a Zoom chat next Tuesday. So Helena, I hope uh, this is timely and relevant and perhaps you can discuss this. Now, when the property goes into the SAS, uh, into the limited company, the limited company can then sell that to your SAS or to Helena SAS. So any future rent paid by the company won't go to Helena because she doesn't own the asset. That goes directly to the SAS. Uh, and the SAS isn't going to pay any tax on uh, the rental income. The property is secure. So Helena's come more comfortable 
she's going to mitigate her inheritance tax in the future. So she's happy about that. Her when, when her company pays the rent to her SAS, uh, the company gets tax relief. So again, she's very happy about that. And she won't have to pay any future uh, capital gains tax uh, on the commercial property because it's in a SAS. Uh, so she's happy, very, very happy. She's ecstatic, in fact, that uh, there won't be any future capital gains tax liabilities. Now let's spread this over the next 10 years. Uh, so the so if you if you're paying if Helen is paying thirty seven and a half thousand pounds rent every single year over ten years that means three hundred seventy five thousand pounds will go into Helena SAS. If that were still owned by Helena, she'd have had to pay tax, uh, and she would have been left with a net figure of two hundred twenty five thousand pounds. So on average, she would have paid one hundred fifty thousand pounds in tax, which she's not going to pay now because obviously the SAS isn't paying any tax. Uh, so she's very happy that £150,000 she can now invest into other capital appreciating assets or she can rent, loan the money uh, and charge interest on it so she can grow her SAS very quickly. So Helena's got £375,000 sat on her director's loan account which she's going to draw down. If she didn't have that and she wanted to draw down £375,000 from her limited company and if she's a high rate taxpayer she'd pay 32.5% dividend tax. That means she would pay HMRC £121,875 in tax over 10 years. Now, because Helena sold her the property from herself to her company and then to the SAS, she'll have a capital gains tax bill. And let's just say for the purposes of this conversation, uh, that equates to about £25,000. Uh, on top of that, uh, there would be stamp duty payable uh, of £8,250. Uh, but her company uh, saves corporation tax on the rent it's paid at 19%. So 19% of £375,000 is £71,250. So the t total saving for Helena is the £159,675 plus the £150,000 uh, from... Uh, the tax. So the overall tax saving in total, and I'm, I know I'm running through this example pretty quickly and uh, you've got no numbers in front of you, but the total tax saving for Helena over 10 years is £309,675. That's just over £30,000 per year. Manoj says, hi, hi Manoj, I hope you're well, my friend, and thank you for joining us. So that's £309,675 pound saving. Now, once she sold the property to her company and the company then sells it to uh, the, the SAS, you might be thinking uh, there might be STLT payable twice. There is sub-sale relief uh, which Helena could use so that she only pays the STLT once. Again, you'll have to speak to a, a property specialist. I can help with that. There are other people out there uh, too, of course, who can help you with that. So you can see there's a gigantic saving by Helena moving uh, her commercial property, if she has one, to the company and then into the SAS, uh, she reduces her income tax, capital gains tax, inheritance tax, she saves on the corporation tax uh, and she, she's got more money to reinvest. So over 10 years, she has an additional £309,000 to reinvest. So you can imagine what she'll be able to do with that money every single year over 10 years. She'll hopefully 
quite easily double that uh, and she'll have a, a, a very big amount uh, in her SAS. Then when Helena reaches 55, she can draw down 50% of the value of her SAS tax-free. So that's an additional uh, benefit uh, which she's going to look forward to when she's 55. So that those are some of the huge tax saving potentials that somebody has uh, when they are looking to use SAS uh, as a both a tax saving and an investment uh, strategy and it's really too big to ignore so I hope you do consider SAS even if you don't have a, a commercial property right now you can make contributions from your trading uh, business into a SAS and that's going to serve you exceptionally well. Uh, Helena says she's also looking to put shares of a company before it makes uh, profits. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you're saying you, you, you're looking to buy shares uh, using the money in the SAS. If you are, that's absolutely fine. Obviously, you'll have to consider uh, the, the risks and the rewards of that. But again, your IFA can advise you on that. But you can see there's huge, huge benefits of having SAS. If you haven't considered it, do consider it. You're going to save uh, a sizable amount, amount of money and you'll have uh, uh, good income in the future plus investments. Uh, so consider that. And I hope you find this useful. Until next Friday, have a fantastic weekend and I'll see you next Friday. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.